Welcome to Seeing Double Podcast. I am your co-host, Bradford Barth. And I'm your host, Stephanie Kretz. Sorry for the week off. I had the uh, the plague. You sound like you still have a little bit of the plague. Yeah, my sinuses are still kind of clogged, so sorry for the head voice. <laughs> it's going to be horrible. I saw in my memories like a year ago or something... My Facebook memory is not my actual <laughs> current <Yeah>. ones. Practicing <laughs> <laughs> database. Um, that we recorded that episode where I like couldn't talk and I was yeah. squeaking a bunch. So, yeah. you know. That was a fun episode. Sim- similar-ish. I was not squeaking. No. But I couldn't function. Really. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah. But my doctor gave me some pills. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I, I saved this because I know you're... you're Pill-fliction? I'm really good at taking pills, you mean? Your pill fliction, and I wanted to My show you... Fliction. Your pill fliction? I wanted to show you this thing. Uh-huh. So this is what I'm taking for 10 days twice a day. Uh-huh. Oh my god. <laughs> Actually, you know, I think that... Hold it, yeah, hold it like that. Jesus. Yeah, I've had, to boy. T- I've had to take one of those before, and I have to cut it in half to take it. It is nearly the size of the tip of my pinky joint. Yeah, it's a big one. And maybe nearly as wide goodness gracious yep so i have to pull down my pants and stick this in so. <laughs> no no it's I'm so a, glad you saved a... that for me <laughs> i'm gonna die now <coughs> oh no i have to swallow it but it's gonna make me bad out they it's taste so sad. bad too you're not supposed to test them you do and you have to cut it in half because you can't take pills <laughs> yes do you need you need somebody to rub your throat and hold yeah. your nose when i was at nick's last weekend i uh <laughs> was taking some ibuprofen because i had a death hangover accidentally uh-huh. Uh-huh. and i was taking and i was like waiting for him to come over and start pushing it down my throat <laughs> but yeah so we uh we were just gonna drink some white claw yeah and then all of a sudden, Jess you was like, "Red wine to it, to no. make it white wine, white wine." No, Jess was like, "Let's put gin in it." I had that at New Year's, and it was really good. And I was like, "That sounds like a great idea." Uh-huh. And it was like five thirty or six o'clock, and I was uh-huh. like, "Yeah, sounds good." And we watched Midsummer, and I had two of those. Uh huh. And I was like already drunk, but then I was like, "Well, here I am. Let's keep going." And I had like three and a half. Yeah. And we just sang a lot of musicals. Yeah. But then woke up on Sunday and I was dying. Because gin, was it good gin or bad gin? It was $8 gin. Oh. oh. Yeah, not great. Oh. I feel like that was part of the part of the issue. <sighs> but. Yeah, you should have gotten some tangeray for your tangeray and seltzer. But I had tangeray. In, 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 in lieu of tonic. <laughs> I had tangeray at New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. And I was still, I still had a death hangover the next day. So, but that was just all cocktails. Actually, no, that was a lot of white claw that night too. <laughs> it's just a, not a good combo, everyone. Just a warning: if you want to get really drunk, drink two white claw and gins, and then stop. How much gin? 
I think I put maybe one to two shots worth in each. That's not bad. No, but uh, I don't know, man. Really. I mean, it's a double. It was fun. So you had it was a great time. Doubles. Jess and I were having a great time <laughs> singing Buffy musical and stuff. I see. Um, but I deeply regretted it on Sunday. It sounds like it. But she gave me a bath bomb for my birthday. So then I had a bath and it healed me. <laughs> and I ate chicken nuggets. Which also heals you. Which also healed me. So it was like sl- slowly restored myself. Were you eating the chicken nuggets while relaxing in the bath bomb? I wish. I just, you know. No, I got home and I was too hungry. So I sh- ate them all really fast. And then. And then you bath bombed. Okay. Then did a bath bomb. Very nice. Very nice. Good times. I was feeling better on Sunday. Yeah. Then Monday happened. Oh, yes. Because we were supposed to record on Monday. We were supposed to record on Monday. But, uh... You were like, I'm dead. I was like, okay. Yeah, wasn't Sorry. feeling good. I had messaged my doctor, gave mm-hmm. him my symptoms and various other information that I know he would ask if I was in the office. And he prescribed me this antibiotic mm-hmm. with, with potassium and said, take these. And if it's not gone by the end of that, then you have to come see me. <laughs> Because then I'll have, and can I just say, so I know this is kind of topic for for now, but the coronavirus. Yeah. I mean, back in my day, we just called that alcoholism. (laughs) 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 It's because I spent too much time. You know, it was probably funnier the first time I said it when I thought of it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But anyway. Yep. Yeah, not that I'd I had have the that. white claw virus. <laughs> the gin and white claw virus. Uh, yeah. Good times. There's no laws when you're drinking claws, unless you put gin in it. Then there's a law. Then stop. Stop after two. That's the law. That's my personal mm-hmm. law from your claw mommy. <laughs> but yeah. And then Tuesday I was at work and somebody kept telling me, oh, you feel warm. You feel warm. You probably have a fever. You feel warm. I'm like, no, I don't think so. Got home, took out my thermometer, shot it at my head, 101. <laughs> so, yeah, it's warm. Poor baby. And then I sent a friend of mine a uh, text, and I asked, her, I asked her, do you think I'm hot? Because I know I'm hot. And then I sent her the photo <laughs> of the thermometer. You also game. sent me the photo and said, I didn't know I was so hot or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> you have to utilize those moments uh-huh. to be very punny. <laughs> Well, speaking of when I was dying on Sunday, I watched this episode of The X-Files we're going to talk about, and I fell asleep uh-huh. like three-fourths of the way through. And uh-huh. I don't know how I slept through the last 10, 15 minutes of that episode, because there was lots of yelling and fighting mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. lots of craziness. So mm-hmm. I don't know how I slept through, and I woke up and I was like, what's happening? <laughs> so I rewatched the end of it last night to prepare myself. And then you said to yourself... See, I know this is wrong. <laughs> but I thought about my theory about how this couldn't happen because of everything else we've done. But everything else we've done has really not been a doppelganger. It's always like a clone or a twin of some yeah. sort. This is just like a funny... So my theory's broken. Yeah, this is just like funny, ridiculous X-Files logic. So you just gotta, you gotta go with the X-Files logic in this mm-hmm. one. So we're gonna talk about uh, the X-Files, as I said. Uh, season seven episode what? the x-files 20 called fight club yeah i love that movie uh, yeah uh, which is Pitt. a movie we should uh, probably do uh, sometime uh, uh, uh. 
And it's funny because this, when I was looking up fun facts, people, this is historically known as one of the worst episodes (laughs) of the X-Files. Really? Yeah. You don't say. (laughs) And after Even worse than the one where they don't talk at all, which is from the newer seasons? Is that the sushi one? Yeah. I liked that episode more than this one. There was no dialogue, hardly any dialogue. Yeah, but it was all in the emotion of the faces. I thought it was creepy. I thought it was a creepy episode. I thought both of them needed to cut down on their screen time because it's unhealthy. (laughs) And all that blue light late at night is bad for you. (laughs) Tell that to literally every human on the planet. Okay. I'm going to need everybody to play this podcast. (laughs) We got everybody? Mm -hmm. You. Over there in the corner. How can they play the podcast if they're not going to look at the blue light? (laughs) You in the corner. I know you're listening to something else. All right, everybody, you got to cut down on the phone usage at night because the blue light's bad for your brain. (laughs) Wakes you up and you have bad sleep. Mm. Back to your regularly scheduled podcasts. Yeah. Uh, What was I saying? You were leading us in before I took us off track. Oh, um... Oh, Oh, notoriously worst. Notoriously one of the worst episodes of The X-Files, which when I read that and I was like, yeah, that tracks. It's pretty stupid and silly. (laughs) But then I decided to watch it through a vein of I'm going to have fun with this, Uh even though I know it's bad. And then I enjoyed it a lot more because I think whenever I rewatch the whole series, which I do every few years, I just go through and rewatch all of Mm X-Files because I just love it. And it's one of my first ever like show Loves. obsessions which okay. was like i watched started watching it when i was like five or whatever and i always like dread this episode when i get to it, i'm like let's probably just skip it it's so dumb but <laughs> now i'm like oh it's kind of silly and fun it is so you so, just want to jump in jump in want to get in the yeah, ring i'm gonna ride my bike in get in the ring fight i'm not not yet first i gotta ride my bike in okay because i'm, I'm a-, a mormon I'm going to put uh, or a Jehovah's Witness. some goofy bumper stickers on my car while you're doing okay, that. Cool. Yeah, me and my Jehovah's Witness person who looks almost exactly like me uh, is red. I mean, they kind of look similar. They were dressed the same. I didn't. The, the Jehovah's Witness people. I've never seen you wearing a white button down shirt with black pants. <laughs> do you do that often? Um, I did at New Year's. Well, that's true. Okay, I take that back. Mm-hmm. I've seen you in a white shirt with black pants. <laughs> Two weeks ago or three weeks ago. I, I'll admit I was distracted by the super extra comedy long cigarette holder. So that... That you, is true. You can smoke a cigarette but not have to worry about the <laughs> smoke trail off of the top ever coming near your hair. Yeah, if I was ever a smoker, which... You sinner. Sinner. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you know, work drama. Yeah, of course. My lovely friend, Faria, who will never listen to this because she doesn't like the X-Files. Oh, uh, sorry, Faria. Talking to me. But she it. did listen to the blue light part, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, just making sure. And the, she listened to our Black Swan episode. Yeah. Anyway, we just had a lot of stuff going on at work right now. It's very dramatic, as I told you before we started recording. Some of it is very good, and, it'll, and it made me very happy when I found out about it. Mm-hmm. But there's just a lot of things up in the air, and I have, you know. It was because they were doing all of it at work in Shakespearean speech, (laughs) and they had everything in the proper... Oh, my God. (laughs) Proper. Because it's dramatic. Yeah. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway, so there are two Jehovah's Witness people, right? Faria, Faria, where art thou, Faria? (laughs) 
riding through a neighborhood. <laughs> and they get to this lady's house. Uh-huh. And they, you know, ask her to, hey, do you have a moment to talk about whatever? Also, the lady is, uh, we don't see the, we don't see her face at first. Right. right. Exactly. She's a redhead. Mm-hmm. It's Natasha. I'm just kidding. I <laughs> wish. I wish. And then she killed him. <laughs> and she precise. killed them. <laughs> she did uh, her flippy Jehovah's flip thigh grab and they're <laughs> dead. <laughs> now you know what the, now you know what I want to do with you. You must be Hydra agents. Anyway, so then she's like, no, thank you. They're not you. Jehovah's Witness, were they? I mean, they were some sort of I religion. think they were Mormon. Mormon? Yes. Same difference, kind of. I mean, yeah, there's differences, but, you know. They both do the same thing yeah. where they go door to door and try to convert you. Yes. So, but either way. But at least way, with Mormonism, you have a chance of going to heaven. And you have lots of wives. Well, no. Not in the modern one. I mean, that's yeah, huh? a, that's an offshoot one. In the Utah one. one. That's an offshoot one. They don't, they don't, they've got their, they've got their division in the middle there. But with Jehovah's Witness, I think they've already hit their numbers, so why, why? Mm-hmm. It's so Sorry if you're either. Yeah. Congrats if you are. You can educate us by emailing us at. <laughs> Seeing double podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Remember to make all of them start with the phrase, Dear Stephanie. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to this woman's house. She takes a pamphlet. She's like, okay, I'll think about it, whatever. And then they're like. Yeah, she said she couldn't talk right then because she had just, just moved in. Yes. And was unpacking. So then they get out their bikes and go to another person's house. And who has a similar looking car with a similar sort of goofy bumper, bumper stickers sticker, on but they're it. S- they're on opposite sides this time. Mm-hmm. And a different color. Different color car. car yep. Bumper stickers are the same, but opposite sides of the bumper. Oh, really? I mm-hmm. didn't make that connection. They were the same, yeah. Oops. And the second woman that they go to, she slams the door in her face or in their face. They don't want to talk to her. Um, well, at first, they're like, "Right, didn't didn't we just talk to you a couple blocks ago?" And then, no, she didn't want to talk to them. Yeah, and after she said, after they say that, she's like, "Go away, I don't want to talk to you." And then the men start beating the ever loving crap out of each other. Yes. And there's all this like <laughs> background noise. A uh, bad. <laughs> what what year was this episode? Um, oh is man, late eighties, early nineties. No, How old it's is like this show? Late nineties. Is it late nineties? Yeah. This one, okay. This one's probably late nineties. So late nineties, bad soundtrack. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's all kind of two thousand, May seventh, two thousand. Even worse. Uh, looking back but the the music in this whole episode is ridiculous i feel like it was intentionally kind of ridiculous because it's usually not that ridiculous yeah but every punch was like (laughs) and they were going at it yeah i mean these guys it was true fight club style these guys we are we're destroying each other people are trying to invite me to play overwatch i can't play right now i'm recording a podcast <laughs> i mean you could but you'd be distracted i could yeah i'll be like uh, okay diva dan okay uh, yeah diva demect uh. it'd be so good it, no nobody not would really like, no. nobody would like that no that's that's what twitch is for 
You can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash <laughs> I have a PlayStation camera now, so I can stream and you can watch me make weird faces. I'm going to edit this all out. No. We don't cross market. <laughs> we market our stuff at the end, man. <laughs> uh, so then after these guys beat each other up, two FBI agents appear. Yeah. Um, it looks Mulder, Mulder, and, Mulder and Scully, Scully appear. Yeah. Uh, short, hard. Short. You can tell. Yeah, obviously it's Mulder and Scully. Yeah, they're interrogating this woman, asking her about. I mean, it's X Files, Stephanie. I know they're the stars. God. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> and they're interrogating this woman about. And they why... both had hair, so we know it wasn't the bald guy. <laughs> These guys are beating each other up, and then, uh, but then when they turn around to look at the people, it's like it's some weird. It's clearly not Mulder and Scully. It's just people who really look like them. Uh huh. <laughs> I remember because I forgot about that when that happened. I was like, oh, <laughs> it was like a weird uncanny valley. Like someone like didn't quite draw them correctly oh, or something. Very nice. <laughs> it's like their faces like didn't. It was like I don't know how to explain it. It was like a bizarro world. Mulder and Scully. It was Cam Girl. Mulder Cam and Girl. Scully. Yeah. They were replaced with weird pod people. (laughs) However, I I can tell you this fun fact right now. Okay. Uh, So the people who played Mulder and Scully, or the the two FBI agents, Uh um, were... uh, Where did it go? I put this strategically up here. (laughs) (laughs) Notes failure. Did you forget to save your document? No. Did a gnome come up and play with your document? I might have just deleted something accidentally. It was sucky. Yeah, we'll blame her. Uh, so the guy that plays Mulder, Mulder, air quote, yep. the FBI agent, he previously served as David Duchovny's stunt double since the third season. Okay. And the other, the woman that plays Scully is air Mitch. Quotes. Scully, air quote, is Mitch Peleg- Pelegi's wife. Who is who plays um, Skinner on the show? Oh, and she is also um, been Dana Scully's stunt double or not uh, stand in a few times. Okay, and then David Duchovny and Julian Anderson dubbed their voices over their lines, to, yep. so we would be fooled even further. Uh huh. Um, they got so me. Yeah, they got me too. Whoop, that was my boop bumping into the mic. <laughs> Just that plan. <sighs> it's okay microphone she does she does like you yeah clearly she didn't mean to punch you in the nose so then the other woman in the car from down the street drives by yep because they they were telling her they first they visited this other woman that says look like you and then and then they got beat up so they're just trying to figure out what's going on if you know anything about that and uh-huh. then the other woman drives by in the car and then Mulder and scully's doppelgangers start beating the crap out of each other too yep so some weird stuff going on do you think it was because it's kathy griffin <laughs> they just ins- just inspires like they violence just, they knew what she was gonna do way way in the future and they were really <laughs> upset about it because they're republicans yeah that's what it was especially those religious guys <laughs> it's true <laughs> i didn't think about it that way <laughs> Uh, I'm funny. You and your topical discussions. <laughs> yep. So <laughs> people get angry around her. 
it seems. Yes, indeed. At least the one so, of them. They, the, the one woman named Betty. Yep. So Betty and Lulu are the women's names. Okay. Betty claims that she has never seen the other woman before. And then that's what she says before they start fighting each other. And we, then we see the two agents in, the, in a bed all decked out with cats. <laughs> Casts. <laughs> Not cats. <laughs> they were getting cat scans <laughs> while they while they watch. <laughs> Look at my cat's prettier than your cat on the inside. So it's funny because so as Mulder and Scully are talking about the two agents, they're like, "It's so weird, you know, this man and woman. They worked together for seven years uh-huh. and never once had an issue with each other, uh-huh. and they also never." Ever, like, got together romantically. And Scully's like, well, that's not that weird. <laughs> Calm down, buddy. Is this before they started the whole uh, tension in the series? There's always been tension. Oh, okay. I think so. I don't know. That was my first ship, Mulder and Scully. Well, besides Han and Leia. Mulder and Scully. Yeah. I wanted them to get together so badly. <laughs> so did you call them Scolder or Mully? What's their couple mashup? They didn't have one, because this is before mashup names. Oh, okay. Yeah, they wouldn't just, have had a good one. No. At all. Or What's their first names? Dana and Fox. <laughs> it's just a lost cause. Faina and Docs. And Docs. Yep. Nope. <laughs> Not good. Just, yep. I think we did a lot of M slash S, or just Smolder slash Scully, and that was their... MS. MS. Multiple sclerosis. I mean... Stephanie, that's <laughs> not nice. Yeah, it's not good. Never mind. No, none of it's good. <laughs> they failed on every possible <laughs> mashup. But the agent said they were possessed. And meanwhile, um, both... oh, supernatural. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Mulder's interested now, and he's trying. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That scene where he's trying to be like, "Do you know what's going on, Scully?" And she's like, "Why don't you just tell me? You clearly are like leading into something weird. Uh-huh. I don't know." And he's like, nope, but, but I want it, you to come and figure it out. But it was fun to watch her do that. It was. So she like starts reaching into like what he could possibly be getting at. Like, I don't remember all the things, but she lists all his, you know. Normal conspiracies. Demonic possession. I don't know. Um, combustion. Combustion. Ghosts. I don't know. These are just things that he likes to say, you know. I like combustion. Yeah. So, and then, and then finally... They get the, is it the, the driver's license IDs for both of the women on the screen? Yes. Yeah, so then they see both of the IDs for the two women who, for some reason, have moved across the country in unison. Yes, for 12 years. They yes. inexplicably, inexplicitly, no, inexplicably, there's my word, Okay. met 12 years ago and now the other one is like one step behind the other one and they just are like right. synced up and they... like within a link um, a month of each other or something yeah so and the they want to get away from each other but they just somehow can't because they're so similar they keep going doing the same things it's okay because the next scene is going to tell us that they're going to stop this life of of being a, a traveling vagrant yeah they're going to settle down in this kansas town yep was it kansas i don't know i can't remember or I think was it, it ohio I don't Ohio, sure. I don't remember. Some Midwest place. Okay. I'll tr- you've seen one Midwest place. You've seen them all. 
and they're going to get a job at a coffee copy shop. God, I cannot talk today. A coffee shop? Coffee <laughs> They weren't even on the East Coast. <laughs> they're in the Midwest. A copy shop like Like Costco. Kinko's. No, Kinko's. Like Kinko's, but it had some... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, am I having like a stroke? <laughs> I don't know. I are you? Is this the, what a stroke looks like? I keep saying the wrong words for things. Like, like you know, a coffee cats. shop. <laughs> like Costco. They're, they're, they're wrapped up <laughs> in cats. Your, your, big, your big box copy place. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe this eye thing is just going into my brain. What was it? It was cost copies or... It had like a K something. Yeah. Maybe that's why I'm saying Costco. We'll just pretend it's that. I also just can't talk today. <laughs> yep. It's been, it's been a week. Copy Co. It's been a week. Copy Co. That sounds cute. So they both try to get... Okay, well, first, Lulu tries to get a job at the copy shop. Uh-huh. And they're like, you've had 17 different jobs in the last couple of years. Like, she's like, I know. Sorry, there wasn't room to write more. Like, <laughs> she did not get that, like... That was a red flag <laughs> for hiring oh. someone. Oh, I'm sorry. I just thought they were millennials. No. <laughs> so uh-huh. funny. And he's like, I don't have time to train anyone. Like, whatever. And then everything starts to kind of blow up around her. This and... is probably my favorite part of this episode. Yeah. Because this manager goes through each job she had in order. Yeah. And you'll understand why it's my favorite part in a minute. I don't remember what they were. I didn't, write, I, I didn't write them down. Oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. One of them was like a zoo trainer. Oh, I know yeah. That. But it's because when the nearly exact same thing happens with the other girl, same job list. Oh, yeah. Betty. Yeah. Yep. It's true. But things start going crazy in the shop around her. And so he's like, when can you start? Or can you start right now? And then she's like, yeah, I got it. Uh-huh. All the copiers start just making a bunch of weird Flinging copies. Flinging paper everywhere. <laughs> so why did they have Excuse a different me. copier? Like, what, what was the guy copying on yellow paper? And why did the one dude get his copies on purple? I mean, did they just do it so you knew that the paper was coming from a different copier? I don't even think they had really white paper. I don't know. I think you're focusing on the wrong details. I, well, yeah. <laughs> but... I want to know why there okay, were so many colorful Chris papers. He made it. Chris Carter. And as luck would have it, our special guest on this episode <laughs> is Chris Carter. Chris Carter, thanks for calling in. Uh-huh. He's really not here. Sorry. I wish. <laughs> that would be cool. But yeah, it's like, be- uh, then yeah, Betty goes to a similar job and has a similar resume and she also does she get has a hired? similar experience yeah they both get yeah they both getting get hired. hired there at their different although i think jobs betty didn't have the issue as much as lulu did yeah the other guy was like more he didn't seem to really care as much about her long resume he was right. just like whatever sure start whatever oh and they're both working at the same copier the same uh, company copier company it's different locations because just when betty town drove up to the one that she originally was going to go to there was a help wanted sign in the window and then it was gone when she drove when she Left appeared because lulu just got one. hired but the guy said he did oh it's right he needed somebody but he didn't have time to train i get it now yeah. okay yeah. 
So anyway, Mulder and Scully start investigating what's going on with these two ladies uh-huh. and their fighty people. And hilarity ensues. Yeah, they're like investigating. Do they go to the ring after they meet the wrestler guy or before? They go to the ring before meeting him. Okay. So then but they this like... is, I think first they go to the copy store. So yeah, so first they go to the copy store, the one that Lulu was working at, and Lulu had just left. Mm-hmm. So Mulder was going to go catch her. No, that's way later in the oh, episode. Oh, is that way later? That's like, because I watched that last night in my last 15 minutes that I rewatched. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. So they go to the, um, they go to the ring and they talk to like the ring owner guy who for some reason just, they just tell him all the details of the case. Oh, you're not supposed to do that? <laughs> Probably not. Oh. I just thought it was so funny that they were like having discussions about the details of the case. And he's just sitting there like, here's my opinion. I'm not a detective, but here I am. Here's my. <laughs> How did he get there? He was just chilling. He just owns the ring and he was, he wanted his money from Bert. But why did, why did Mulder go there? When? Why was he at the ring? He was with Scully at the ring. Well, Mulder was there before Scully and Scully met him there. I don't remember why. But why? I don't remember. Is that one of those disconnected reasons, situations? I didn't take notes because I was dying on Sunday. <laughs> so I copy and pasted notes from Wikipedia. Oh, I see. Or was it the trail led that one of them was there? Oh, Bert met Betty in the bar. And then, oh, wait, no, that's later too. This is not in order, I feel like. See, I first, I think, well, first they went to the house. And then I think that they went to yeah, check they at the invest- copy store. Yeah, they talked to Betty. Right. And then I thought they went to the copy store later. Mulder goes by himself to the copy store while Scully no, goes they were to both there. his dad. They were both there. Mulder went, and, she left him at the copy store. And then she went to... Oh, did they find out that they were both, maybe that was it, that they were both children of a sperm donor? That's the end of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, we're not there at all. But they may have known that, and that's why they were test checking everything else out. I don't remember when they found it out. I thought Scully found it out when she was talking to the dad. Okay. At the prison, which was like. So let's just freeform this. I think they went to the copy store next, and then that's when they split up. No, because they're at the ring for a while, and they're talking to the ring guy, and then they're, and then meanwhile, Bert is hooking up with Betty and Lulu separately. Right, and he knows that they're different. And he realizes that they're different people. Okay, so for whatever reason, Mulder's at the ring. With Scully. They're both there talking to Well, she guy. meets up with him there. Yeah. And he goes, oh, hey, Beth, this is the guy I met, and blah, blah, blah. And then, okay, that's right. And then he's like, hey, he knows her. He saw her. And yeah, she's this guy's luck. Cut all that other stuff out, please. (laughs) So then Uh that's when they go to talk to the boxer dude. Yes. And then they ask about Betty. And he's like, oh, she's my good luck charm. And um, I know her. And then I thought they gave him the other name and he didn't know her name. 
So I don't think he knew that it was two separate people at that oh, okay. moment. But um, anyway, then he goes to the bar to meet Betty, his good luck charm for yep. this for the match. But then Lulu shows up first. Yep. And then he ends up taking her hooking home. up with Lulu and taking her home. Oops. And then and then Betty shows up. Betty shows up to see while Lulu's in the bathroom. Yes, and then the entire place explodes in glass. <laughs> they really cut down on the uh, need to have double shots. Yes, they only do it like once this whole episode. <laughs> so they got maybe they didn't have a big budget for this one. They use it all on the fights. It didn't feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> so then they because that stage blood is so expensive. Mm-hmm. So then he takes Lulu home, leaving Betty. In the dust, basically, but she has no idea because she just leaves. Right. And then the next, so then he sleeps with Lulu. Yeah. And then while Lulu's in the bathroom, Betty shows up at the door. Yep. And he's like, "Oh, hey, baby!" Like, I don't know how sh- Lulu doesn't hear because they're talking so loud and giggling and making out, like literally right outside the door. <laughs> she was washing her hair. I guess, yeah, I guess she just maybe was... she was cleaning her ears with Q-tips and she at was the same doing time. it bad, yeah. Zzz. And really had it in there really deep like you're not supposed to. Could have uh, hurt herself. Completely blanking out any sound. Or she was talking to herself in the mirror telling herself how good she looks. And mm-hmm. because she's so self-involved um, that she just ignored everything outside of that area. Maybe she has stage fright so she put noise-canceling headphones on to go to the bathroom. Maybe he lives in the best Midwestern apartment complex <laughs> ever. And not only are the walls no sound or ceiling or floor no sound coming through, but the bathroom doors are like a bank vault. (laughs) Yes. So Bert is telling Betty how much he loves her and how, uh, but he really needs some money. He's like Uh in the doghouse with the Saperstein ring guy. That was his name, Saperstein, apparently. Oh, and okay. He needed money because... There was that brief thing where they saw each other, and then all the glass in the bar blew up, and he got hit with a piece of shrapnel glass. Yeah. And then the ring dude took his bag with the money he had collected to be able to do the fight and left him there. Yeah. I remember now. It's all coming back to me. Yes. So now he's in trouble and needs money, and she's going to take care of it for him. Oh, oops. I had the ladies backwards. Does it matter? It doesn't matter. Anyway, Betty was in the bathroom. Lulu was at the door. Okay. Oh, wait, no. That was at the bar. Sorry. (coughs) We're correct. There's too many. My notes are all confusing. There's too many Bettys and Lulus. Yes. So, yeah. So, she's like, I know what I can do to fix this. And she happily runs off to do it. Yeah. So, this is when Mulder and Scully split up. And do their separate interrogation about, or investigation about the doppelgangers. Right. So, yeah. Betty tells Mulder at the coffee shop that Lulu's the one causing all the problems and forcing her to leave, while Lulu tells Scully the same thing. Okay. And then later, when Mulder is leaving the coffee shop, um, Lulu's driving by, so then they both, like... See each other. Can see each other. And then the sewer grate flies open. Yep. And Mulder is sucked into it. Right. With some real good effects. It's really funny. You, you, you're, being, you're being really sarcastic with that really I know, but good it's effects, so right? It's so funny. He's just like, ooh. 
He's just pulled into what? it. And then he's in the then he's in the sewer. Then he's in the sewer and the And the great... lid falls perfectly back on the hole. Yep. So Scully is like Where have I seen that effect before? I've know. seen that in another movie. Maybe oh, it's kind of like at the end of uh uh Raiders of the Lost Ark, or how it's now been retitled Indiana Jones and the Raider of the Lost Ark. Mm. Everything gets sucked into the into the uh, into the, the arc. arc, and then the lid lands perfectly on top. Yeah, but this time, Mulder was all the demons and everything. stuff, and he got sucked into the sewer. He does have a lot of personal demons. Your <laughs> other possible answer to this is that we find out through this that the Earth is really just a really big jigglypuff and that's where his mouth is oh, and at yeah. that moment he sucked things in yeah just that until just the that cork went back in one spot in the yep. middle of the midwest it's a big jigglypuff the whole earth floating around the earth jigglypuff. and then because they saw each other the cork cap came off and then <laughs> he he's like, like oh my god a twin <laughs> 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 but then the cork went back on so he couldn't blow him out mm-hmm. makes sense yep makes total sense so scully is following Mulder's trail because she can't get a hold of him <laughs> and she asks the copy guy hey have you seen this guy tall dark asking for a woman and he was like oh yeah he was just in here don't know where he is uh-huh. she's like okay whatever well i guess i'll go continue my investigation right so then she goes to the prison in which she finds out that the girls the two the two women have the same father different mother right because he was a sperm donor. Yes. Which is not how it works, but that's okay. X Files logic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe he just had some really dominant genes. Maybe. Um, so she finds this man in the prison and tries to talk to him. His name's Bob Damphouse. And this is how I can't believe I slept through this scene because this guy was screaming. Yeah. And he was just, and every time he said something, the music would go, bow, bow. He's, he's a little angry. Yeah, this soundtrack on this episode was a little bow, campy. Bow. Super campy. Sometimes X-Files goes hella camp, which I usually enjoy, but it was like extra this time. It was extra camp? Yeah. And so I guess this guy is in a perpetual fit of rage, and he has gone insane. And that's why he's just screaming All constantly. the time. At his cellmate to shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> you like that extra campy music, uh-huh. don't you? Did it? Did you uh, think of Lizzie McGuire with all of the sound I effects? I did actually. No, I didn't. I was too busy going. <laughs> I don't want to. You know, I like this episode's kind of dumb. Is what uh-huh. was going through my head the whole time. It's very dumb. I'm like, why? Why would they? When they see each other, would glass break and earthquakes start and i don't understand and then we'll get into what my yeah. feelings are at the end of this episode when we get to the end of this episode of course but yeah um so yeah Mulder eventually crawls out of the storm <laughs> drain <laughs> excuse me and uh calls scully and while she's on the phone with him you know, because there's no cell to- phone towers down in the sewer. Yeah, obviously. It's, and there it was is a, 2000. There was a metal grate on top. Well, a cap, sewer cap. 
Well, it was the year 2000. Yeah, and those were analog phones. In the year 2000. Do you remember that from Jimmy Fallon? Yes. I remember that from college. Somebody, they did that to me in college. Mm. Because it's from something else. Mm. Like a whole, I went to school to be a music teacher. Mm -hmm. So people went and said something to me and I I didn't know what it was. And then around me in harmony, they all sang that. I was like, (laughs) what the heck is going on? It was funny. Good. So while Scully is talking to Mulder on the phone about what's going on, she turns around and, oh, guess what? There's another twin and it's the wrestler guy, Bert. Yeah. But he's so nice. He was very calm and relaxed. Kind of dopey looking. Mm -hmm. So it's time for Bert's fight. The ladies have gotten his money for him. Mm-hmm. by copying four $100 bills on a copy machine at their copy works. Uh-huh. Because, you know, that's believable. Doesn't work. No, that's not. That's I not suppose right. on a quick look, it might look like maybe. I think that was what their intent was, was like, oh, he like peeked into the bag, was like, oh, there's money there. Okay, cool. Which is yeah. exactly what he did. And yep. so then Bert was able to fight. Because this is how he was going to get his career back. Yes. And so... Is this guy really a fighter, a wrestler? I don't know. I hope that's in your fun facts. I don't think I found that in my fun facts. Really? But I can look it up. But, you know, Stephanie Googles as we do. Oh, I can look it up. Um, while Stephanie does fun facts. <laughs> so, Lulu and Betty are both at the stadium while the fight's going on. They're both rooting for him. Yep. But then once the two women see each other... The entire stadium breaks out in a fight. And then the fight on stage turns into a real fight, which is not great for Bert. Right. Because it's wrestling. It's, you know. Are you trying to tell me wrestling is pretty... It's real in a way. You tell me wrestling is... Uh, wrestling is, is not... a male soap opera? Is wrestling is not fake me? because the, it, the story is fake. The wrestling is real. So you're saying that when... I I don't know any relevant wrestlers now, but let's say when Triple H beats The Rock, it was because Triple H was stronger that day? No, it's because that's what the story was. Okay. But what they're doing... But when they're throwing bodies around, that's real. You can't really fake that. Right. It's still active and, like, they're not actually hurting each other because it's, you know, stage combat, but they are still... Yep, I've seen Fighting With My Family. I know how it works. Yeah, it's a great movie. With Mr. The Rock. Uh, And with Miss Florence Pugh. Yeah. My baby. Your baby. Your baby. My baby. Baby. Um, and then so Mulder shows up and he tries to arrest one of them. Who knows which one? <laughs> and he's like, you're coming with me. And she's like, no, I have to stay for the fight. And then Scully shows up with Bert's doppelganger. And then Bert and, and the doppelganger see each other. And then they run after each other to try to fight. Meanwhile, the two girls are like, ooh, there's two of them. This solves everything. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I thought it was I thought that was going to be the end yeah. of of the of the situation between them like uh-huh. that was going to calm it down cuz now they didn't have to chase after the same right. guy. It was perfect. But then no everything just goes crazy. Yeah, they see each other and they like, and then it starts all up again. It's yeah. like everybody fights everybody. I hope I never find my doppelganger. I don't want yeah. people to fight on account of me finding my doppelganger. <laughs> and then so at the end of the episode we hear Scully's voice 
they're in they're in their office with the ring guy again who they're telling everything all the details of the case to <laughs> for some reason he's a secret super undercover uh-huh. agent and they're just giving them their feed his they're giving them her theory she's giving them her theory about what happened like could just be a phenomenon it could be like maybe these two women were never supposed to meet and that's why all of this craziness was happening there's no real we don't really get a satisfying explanation for what happened it's just like this is what happened deal and with that it bothered me to no end yeah Stephanie. it bothers me too at and least in other episodes they debunk it or something they either debunk it or they leave you hanging with like a cool little like twist at the end this this was just like well that happened <laughs> stupid storyline stupid action stupid no getting resolution. sucked into a sewer <laughs> that was the and best then, part and what then being about? missing for hours <laughs> what are you talking about that was the best <laughs> and then at the end like oh guess we'll never know yeah and then they're like well i hope i never meet my doppelganger and then they go to Scully, who her face is all stitched up and bruised. And then they go to look at Mulder, who has one of those like teeth clamp things on because he's his mouth was wired his shut. His jaws wired shut. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Because so they clearly were also in the first time the he wasn't able to talk. Well, yeah. everybody was. Yeah. The whole. I know everybody was. It was crazy. Except for that ringleader guy. Everybody he was got fine. to wrestle. That guy was fine though. Oh, because he was counting money in the basement. Yeah. All alone. His fake money. So that's it. Um, this episode was inspired by a long lost nugget of a story that series creator Chris Carter had thought up while uh, about mismatched twins that had an almost nuclear reaction whenever they were around each other. With no other explanation as to why. Well. I mean, I'd just rather watch Chernobyl than this episode. <laughs> That's a mismatch nuclear (laughs) situation. Oh, and for the stickers, yeah, they are the same stickers, but um, on Betty's car, there are black letters on a white background, and on Lulu's car, they were white letters on a black background, or vice versa. See, that's why I didn't think that they were the same. But they were like the same same, but not like color-wise. And one of them had a red car, one of them had a blue car. Yes. They both had the same uniform, though. Because they both worked at the same copy store. <laughs> oh, and apparently after getting the job at the copy store, they both stopped having other clothes. Yep. True. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Just wearing that windbreaker. Oh. Uh, Not I have flattering. some, a, uh, some, some, of, uh, some goofs. Oh, yes? Uh, when Betty walks into the bar after Bert has entered and Lulu has gone to the bathroom, there's a man that goes, holy shoot, but his mouth says, holy shit. <laughs> oh. Um, when Bert meets Betty Templeton at the bar and Lulu walks in, starting the havoc inside, there's a bottle of Stolichnaya vodka, which is a real ba- brand of vodka, sitting yeah. among the drinks in the background. Yeah, Stoli for short. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But after a couple frames, the same bottle reads, Slotichnaya. <laughs> So they just, like, covered up the label with some bullshit. Oh, so they weren't buzz marketing? Uh-huh. Smart. But they missed it the first time. Hey, Stephanie, sometimes that happens. Sometimes there's a plastic water bottle on the table 
at your fantasy midi, <laughs> mid 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 uh, you mean a uh, starbucks cup a starbucks cup mm-hmm. right and where was the where was the plastic bottle that there was were... oh yeah that was at the council meeting at the end yeah yeah you just get tired stuff yeah it's true continuity things are hard mm-hmm. um you think it's they could have see they could have gone in at post and then changed it to old starbucks and it would have been cool yeah there you go I found this guy's name, so now I will look it up really quick. Or oh, Starkbucks. Starkbucks. Yeah, there you go. So, yes, they cast Randall Tex Cobb as Bert, and he is a former professional wrestler. Well, actually, he's a former heavyweight boxing contender. I didn't get far enough down in that. Oh, to, yeah, uh... I see. He was a brawler who packed a considerable punch. Hey, you know how old he is? Right now? Uh-huh. No, I'm not looking at his age. 69 years old. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Two wrestlers, Gene LaBelle and Rob Van Dam, were also hired See, to play now, a bartender. Now he looks familiar to me when he's got that stash and beard. Yeah. In this episode, he was clean shaven and I couldn't place him. But this, this looks familiar. Yeah, he looks familiar. Randall Tex Cobb. You interrupted my other fun fact. I'm sorry. Go back. How dare. Rewind. <laughs> Two wrestlers, Gene LaBelle and Rob Van Dam, were also hired to play a bartan- bartender. A bartender? <laughs> Is it because of the text, isn't it? <laughs> and his opponent in the ring. Uh, Jack McGee was cast as the father of the sisters. During rehearsals, he purposely kept his voice down to prevent a headache. He recalled... I remember the director wanted me to go to scream during rehearsal, and I was like, look, you don't understand. If I do this, I'm going to have a headache in 30 fucking seconds. The scenes were rehearsed about five or six times before the actual scene was filmed. And then also... Plus, he would have worn out his voice, yeah, and exactly. then it would have been less... It would have been less intense. Yeah. Also, the guy who plays the father is only 11 years older than Kathy Griffin. <laughs> so you're saying... <laughs> Uh-huh. Let me put this all together. <laughs> yeah. So this 11-year-old boy is like, how can I make some quick cash? <laughs> yeah. Sperm bank. And he goes to a sperm bank. <laughs> and he pops out some little boys. Yep. That later make Kathy Griffin, Griffin's character. Mm-hmm. I mean. I'm sure it wasn't intended to be that age difference, but. I'm you just know. saying. You know. It's just and, funny. You figure maybe he might have even been a little younger, because I don't think they go from, you know, it's not, it's not farm fresh normally when you're donating sperm. <laughs> <laughs> or farm to table, as they say. Was that a thing in the 2000s? What? Sperm donation for, I don't know. for pregnancy? I don't know. It must have been. I don't think they were one of those forward-thinking... It's not like Star Trek, as you it's like to say. It's not weird to have a sperm donor. Okay, yeah, I agree. I'm just... I don't think they're... How commonplace was curve. it? It's just a normal thing that happens. I feel like it's pretty common. I've never donated sperm to any place. So I'm just curious. I'm just saying... Was the, there a phase in the, the 2000s? The existence of it is pretty common. That's true. Okay, next. <laughs> Uh, during the bar explosion, they had a room full of stunt people showered with broken glass, and they used stunt people for much of the 
the fights. Uh-huh. Makes sense. The fights, or the final scene featuring a stadium full of people attacking each other, um, was filmed at the Grand Olympic Auditorium in Los Angeles and made use of several hundred extras, many of whom were solicited via internet posting and ads that had been placed in selected publications. 16 trained stuntmen and around 200 cardboard cutout supplement <laughs> supplemented the hundreds of extras to give the stadium its final filled-out feel. Nice. When filming the crowd fight, the producer said a few of the audience members got carried away and we had to tell them to settle down. <laughs> <laughs> they were affected by the twins. Yep. For some reason, I think this episode... Did they go into a hotel? They were in his apartment at one point. Oh, no, I'm thinking of a different thing. Yeah. We'll talk about this after. I want to talk about a movie. Have you seen the movie Blockers? No. Okay. Then we won't talk about it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, during post-production, a split screen was used by the editors as a way to enhance the scene and allow the viewer to focus on various angles of action. Um, I didn't see anything about the double stuff, but I... S- double stuff Oreos. Sorry. Uh- <laughs> Stephanie's hungry. <laughs> I've been working out and eating a lot of salad. <laughs> this podcast is eventually going to degrade into us reviewing double stuffed Oreos. <laughs> I said something about nuggets earlier and I was like, oh, I want some chicken nuggets. I want some nuggies. Oh, I did talk about chicken nuggets earlier. You did. Um, they so didn't you say anything nugs about with your bath bomb. The double- <laughs> That's right. They didn't say anything about the double scene with Kathy. Yeah. But I think it was like one of those stereotypical green screen backgrounds that she stood in front of and then they added her in post. And Nobody knows how they did it in the 2000s. Yeah. I mean, that's what it looked like because you could tell that like the front Kathy was like more cut out than the one in the background. Yeah. So I think it was like they filmed her in there and then they filmed other Kathy in front of a green screen of her there. And then posted her in. Put it together. Mm-hmm. Because that was the only one shot that they had of both of them together in the same scene. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, it was back of Kathy with front of Kathy. Or it was looking at each other, but we only saw one of the other. Mm -hmm. So Maybe they used a series of mirrors to have her in both spots at one time. Maybe. Probably not. Okay. I tried. I don't think they're that fancy. Maybe they built a replica of her and it was an android. And now the Kathy Griffith you know has been in hiding ever since for fear of her robotic <laughs> devil trying to slay her to have all of her life. Mm-hmm. Sounds right. Yeah. Cylon. Uh, Chris Carter, when he wrote this episode, he was under intense pressure um, because he was also writing pilot script for the X-Files spinoff, The Lone Gunman. Because of the stress... In juggling two scripts at once, the Fight Club script reflected the insanity of Carter's task, according to author Mark Shapiro. And executive producer Frank Spotnitz concurred, noting that when he first looked at the script, he felt that the episode had an odd tone. It has a, it's like a wild show. Well, there it is. There you go. Now we know why this isn't a good episode. It's just crazy. They were cutting him too thin. I feel like a very similar thing happened... Um, on in like season six, Buffy season one, or what was it? Angel? Yeah, I think season six, Buffy season three or four of Angel. I feel like both of those. I I mean, I like both of them obviously, but I feel like there's a few episodes that are like really weird and like differently toned than 
normal episodes and i feel right. like it might be because joss was trying to do both at the same time and same. launch firefly it was when firefly was coming out because he was doing all three at once Ooh. and it was a lot and i feel like there some things got like you know whatever and firefly had to take one for the team unfortunately although i blame that on fox for not advertising well it was the pilot i mean like when he was like working on the pilot and working on that show and so then fox didn't air the pilot first and now everything's all broken yes and what could have been the best show ever never had legs until the movie it's true sad sorry i was watching firefly this week oh you were (laughs) that must have hit real close to home sorry (laughs) it's weird how that happens (laughs) it's funny um well that's all i got for you sweet so yeah tell me your theory a boot you said you had thoughts about uh what happened oh i have no idea oh okay i thought you had a theory that you wanted to express no my my oh oh i know what you're talking about well we know this isn't real oh no but i had already debunked my own theory Oh. because everything else has been clones or uh, twins i was thinking that like in every other show we've watched with doubles that that doesn't happen yeah so this is we we've already proven it wrong in other shows but come to think of it we haven't really done any other show where there was a doppelganger have we uh oh maybe uh that one with jake gyllenhaal no that was no, himself. that was a split personality um the one with the the um you know he saves the universe scott pilgrim actor no that's not him is that scott no that's not the scott pilgrim actor the uh the double the double oh that guy yeah that was too specific that was a doppelganger yeah yeah i guess things kind of got wild there Things got pretty wild. I feel like we've done other things that are like similar to do- that are doppelgangery. I don't know. The stolen life the... was twin sisters. Yeah. Um. Uh. The the uh. You know the classic is twin sisters that were separated at birth. Oh wait, no. What was the the original split was not sisters split at birth. Wait. We did one with the two same girls that were in the original, uh, wow, it's true. These microphones, they take everything. All your thoughts go away. Uh, hold on. Let me look at our list. Wasn't there the one where the two girls looked alike and they flip spots? Was that the remake parent trip? They were still related. What, oh wait, what, no, they weren't. What was the parent trap ish one that where they weren't related? Mm. Was that the original parent trap? No, because they were sisters. No, they're all split sisters. It. Yeah. yeah. Alien Covenant. <laughs> just kidding. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm just looking through our list. Or was it the remake parent trap? Sabrina Teenage Witch and other cousins. Black Swan. That was craziness. Adaptation. No, they're related. This is our greatest hits. Yep, those were brothers, twin brothers. I can't think of it. I thought there was one where they met at camp, and oh, that uh, with the uh, the 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 Full House girls. It takes two. It takes two. They were not related. They weren't. No. 
Mm. Yeah, they were totally not related. He only had one kid, and she just happened to be this exact copy. Mm. Which, you know, they were two act. It wasn't the same person, so it kind of worked out. Suki's trying to get on Instagram. She's upset with you. Oh my god, she's all on my chest. Yeah. Oh, there. See, that was a Suki across the microphone, and now over here to get a head rub. There are doppelgangers in Twin Peaks. All right. We just haven't gotten there yet. Craziness ensue there. Mm -hmm. Do people break out in fights simply because they're near each other? And they're frustrated? But somebody, the doppelganger that's created in the Black Lodge comes out and steals your life. Oh. And there was that, that was the Twilight Zone one? Yeah. That was craziness ensuing? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I guess if there's a real doppelganger, things around you go nuts. Yes. There so, you go. There's so what's your our what's our what's our double count? Four. Can I float a theory? <laughs> yeah. Can I say there's two double counts this episode? Sure. There's the physical, which is uh-huh. four, but then there's the voice, which makes it another four. Oh yeah. <laughs> so the Mulder Scully one. Yeah. <laughs> So, so f- four physical, four vocal. Uh-huh. For a total of eight. Sounds good. All right. How about you tell us what you think by emailing us at seeingdoublepodcasts at gmail.com. Also, I have a request of everybody. I would like to know your favorite double movie of all time. Just whichever one sticks out in your head. Includes a double of some sort. You can follow us on Instagram. Where, where should they say that? Email? Yeah, email. Okay. Or you can tweet at us at CDoublePod. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow Steph on her socials at Steph Plus Verb. You can follow me at Brad Barth or Bradford Barth. I should say. Brad Barth is Twitter. Bradford Barth is... Instagram. Instagram. If you flip those, there's another Bradford Barth in this world that's going to be confused. <laughs> <laughs> and um, spread the show with the hashtag seeing double podcast or just seeing double sorry hashtag seeing double mm-hmm. and uh, if you like the show consider subscribing and, and uh, rating or, or reviewing us on iTunes which is the best way for people to find out about the show currently and until next time I'm Stephanie Kretz And I'm Bradford. Barth. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Oh, goodbye.